Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it is Entertainment Talk's podcast for video games. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Roberts. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm alright. Not bad. Uh, so what have you been playing this week? I uh, played a little bit of uh, State of Decay 2. I finally got to that third legacy that was the first one that I started that glitched out. That finally uh, re-ran through that and got that completed. Okay. Uh Forza Horizon 4 hit uh, Game Pass, and my Game Pass is still good towards the end of the ma- month, so I got a little bit little bit of time into that, not a whole lot. Cool. Is it any good? It's, I mean, it's Forza, so it's exactly what you would expect it to be. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, very, very pretty. It's uh, very, very uh, slick driving, but it's one of those things that, I mean, if you're a fan of the, the driving, you've already got it and you're already playing it, and if you're not, I mean, I don't think it's really going to change change no uh your your thoughts in it mm-hmm. yeah i've got the uh demo downloaded but i haven't touched it yet i usually just like every year jump in on the demo for for a bit and uh just just sort of see what it's like but i never like uh i never sort of uh dedicate too much time to it you know when i when i just fancy a quick what three minute race or whatever or five minute race mm-hmm. however long it takes uh that's that's kind of cool um so how state of decay is it is it good now I mean, it's, they fixed a lot of bugs, a couple changes. Uh, if you haven't played it yet, this is an important thing to note because I, I didn't know it. Um, one of the things they do is called legacies, to where when you kill all the plague hearts in the area and you complete the legacy of whoever's in charge of your base, if it's sheriff, builder, warlord, or trader, uh, then that t- that uh, used to just you know play the scene and then cut back to the main screen. Now that ends the game, and it has your restart a new community, and so it will let you pull either three randos together or let you pull three people from your old community in, but it doesn't give you the option of uh, going back to the old community. So once you, you start a new game and pull people from that community, that community is, is erased. So you can't even go back to it from, like, you know, Lodo... From uh from the main screen to where if you want to continue or start a new community, oh. it won't let you go back to an old one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the upshot of that is if you know that going in advance, what you do is you take all your really really cool stuff and load it onto the characters that you're going to bring into the next community, and then they'll have all that stuff with them. Okay, cool. Um, so how much Forza have you played so far? I got about two hours into it last night. It didn't uh, finish downloading because I I messed up and just got like a late download start on it it is a huge game oh okay did you not leave it to download like uh, overnight uh i had been having problems with my xbox shutting off in a very very specifically repeatable fashion okay. so i had turned off instant on what, what's the uh the problem uh i don't know if it's like just my console or a system bug but what would happen is like you're doing streaming content and it didn't matter which content like netflix hulu uh youtube whatever and then you went from the streaming content to a game, and it didn't really matter which game. Uh, when it tried to instant unload that game, it would just give you a black screen. Oh. And so you'd have to, you know, jewel button to the main screen and then menu button to pull it up to end it. And instead of saying resume, it would say launch. And then when you launched the game, you would get the splash screen for whatever game you were going into, and the system would do a full shutdown. And it wouldn't react to the console either, the uh, controller either, so you'd actually have to get up and walk to the console and hit the button, and then you get the the green Xbox logo and the whoosh noise, right, and right. Uh, it would do a full restart. 
I had that happen once a couple of months ago with uh, with fi- with FIFA. Um, I went to start it up and then it did what you said. It just just sort of shut off uh, and had the uh, the yellow light on the uh, is it the power bar thing, power brick, mm-hmm. whatever, you, whatever you call it, uh, instead of the blue one. Um, but mine mine's been alright in terms of that sort of stuff at the moment. Um, I've had some weird bits and pieces like where I would uh, go to the home bit. Uh, and then it would do this like extra loading thing where it would go black for a few seconds and then like do a weird loading But mine's okay at the moment. So um, I hope you get your problem fixed with that so. Well, that was a few days ago and after I call I did the chat support with uh, Microsoft, which is very good by the way Yeah, they're really the good. Chat yeah. Support or the phone support. They had me a bunch of do a do a whole, whole bunch of random stuff and then they had me t- turn off instant on and I had it off for like a week, and I've had it back on since. And so far, I haven't had any problems. But if it continues to go back to that, I might have to take it to the Microsoft Store and get the service done on it. Okay. Well, hopefully it uh, gets sorted. So, um, cool. I've been playing. I played uh, the FIFA Journey thing for nineteen. It's f- it's very weird. So I'll, t- I'll tell you the premise of what happens in the in the story. I won't spoil anything. Uh, even though there's not really much to spoil, but anyway, I, w- I won't spoil anything. Um, it's very weird because this is the last chapter of Kim Hunter, Danny uh, Williams, and Alex Hunter, who actually started the story with. And it's this weird thing of once you get to the end, and if you win everything, um, you get this like, hey, congratulations, Alex is the best hunter of all time, because obviously he's got his uh, dad and his granddad <coughs> used to be footballers. And uh, there's like the history with the hunters basically. And um, it's really weird because like Kim is 17, I think Danny's like 20, and Alex is 20. And like uh, with the ending that I had, I won everything, which was uh, the Champions League with Alex, the Premier League with Danny with Man United. And then the World Cup, the Women's World Cup with uh, Kim. And it's this really weird thing where it's like... It feels like a mid-conclusion to all their careers where, like, they've achieved greatness, but Kim's, like, 17 and she can play till she's, like, 35. It's really weird the way it's done, and especially with the ending when they give you this sort of conclusive scene. Not not in a, like, they're retiring, because obviously they're in, like, then you know, 20 years old, so they've got years ahead of them for, for football, but... um. It's almost this weird thing of like you've achieved the greatest you're going to in your career because you've just won the Champions League and Kim's won the women's. Uh, she's like the youngest player wherever in the history to win the women's international World Cup and that's the fifth one that she's won with uh, the USA. So it's this weird thing, but like, yeah, it, it it's really weird to have a conclusion to a story of a character that's 20 years old who is actually younger than me. So that's that's even weirder. Um, do you get what I mean? Like. Yeah, it's like you're 20 and you've already peaked. Yeah, yeah. E- even though, like, hey, next year, try and go and retain the Champions League. Or in four years' time, Kim could hopefully retain the uh, Women's World Cup. And Danny needs to win the Premier League back. And it, it I, I mean, I'm not expecting you to do this every season for 15 actual years. Because that would be a lot of journey modes. Um, but yeah, it's just strange. It just has a sort of strange, conclusive feel to it when these characters are so young, um, especially like when his reti- you know retired granddad comes up to him and he's like, uh, "You've done the best you can in your whole career," and he's speaking to a twenty-year-old boy. It's so strange. 
Um, but no, other than that, it was good. Um, it's too long, I would say. Um, there's a lot of games that you have to play because you play um, in the Champions League. You play the six games each for uh, Danny and Alex for the Champions League group stages, and then you do the knockout rounds, which is I think like another six games each because you have two legs. Uh, which is an away leg and a home leg in the Champions League. You do that, and then you get to the final. And if if you get them both to the final, both sets of their of their teams, you have to pick between Alex and Danny. And I thought, okay, this started off as Alex's story. I'm gonna pick him in the final. Um, and then Kim is is the same kind of thing. You play her all of her World Cup matches from like the uh, the group stage, I think. But yeah, I, I the story was good enough, but there's just so many matches to play. Um, and especially like if you're doing that across three characters. Um, I also kind of think the way that um, you kind of go back and forth between them is a bit awkward. Because at the start, when you do sort of the intro matches or whatever, you get told like, hey, there's a certain narrative and you'll need to switch between these to make sure that a narrative makes sense. Which it doesn't, because there's a certain part in the game where... Um, Kim's World Cup takes place in the summer, the season after the season that's finished, because you're playing the 18 to 19 season, um, and the World Cup that Kim is involved is in the summer of 2019, and um, it does a strange timeline thing where Alex, is, Alex and Danny are starting the seasons, and they're both in August of 2018, and then you jump to summer of 2019 for Kim. And that's apparently supposed to make some narrative sense. And when when Kim is having conversations with Alex and Danny, she's talking to them as if they're in the the actual narrative stages that they're in, as opposed to what would be after the season. It's very strange the way it's, and it tells you in the bottom right corner, like, "Hey, you're switched over to Kim. You're in the summer of 2019." Um, so that's a bit strange. So there's just there's just some weird narrative stuff that, that's going on with it. Uh, and there's too many games, but overall, I'm glad I, c I concluded it, and uh, it was good in the end. It just has got some weird problems and stuff. Uh, how how does it all sound to you? Yeah, I mean, it's always tough to do a bit of a narrative story yeah. driven thing with a sports game. So, but outside of that, I mean, it sounds like you, uh, you know, I would agree that just that would sound like a weird way to kind of end the series, anyway. So yeah, when. I know Danny and, and Alex are only 20, but Kim's 17. <laughs> She's, like, just started. Uh, so it's strange. But, um, yeah, it gives them a good enough send-off in their 20s <laughs> um, for, for that to happen. Um, and if they're going to do another journey thing, I assume they can just, like, make up some, some other characters or, or something like that. So, yeah. Uh, but, uh, I mean, the the bit that works is when you're in the same... Because when you're switching between Danny and Alex, they're in the same, like, August and then October and November of 2018. So when those two are talking to each other about, like, hey, you did your Champions League group stage of the match you may or may not have just played, that makes more sense. So, yeah, it, it it's all right. Um, but anyway, Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey comes out tomorrow. Uh, I know some people have already played it. Some people have got early copies because they paid more money or whatever. And, you know, there's press reviews out there and stuff. Uh, so that should be some fun tomorrow. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. And they have they said, like, this is maybe the best game in, in the series, at least since, like, Black Flag. Uh, so that should be interesting. Yeah. 
Um, Alright, let's move into um, some housekeeping for this week. We'll see you in a minute for that. Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. If you would like to get help with trying to lose weight, this might just be the solution that you're looking for. With a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules and more, get started today. All you need to do is click on the Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus link in your show notes or description on iTunes or on the website. Go over to her Facebook profile send her a facebook message and get started with the program today today's second sponsor is kualu if you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to kualu to get started they also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner so get started with a new website and domain name today with kualu Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Okay, so this week on Entertainment Talk, or going back a bit to last week, uh, so last week on Gaming Talk, if you missed it, we talked about the closure of Telltale Games. Uh, we do have a little bit more of a sort of semi-rumoured update this week on that, so we'll talk about that in a minute, and we talked about a bunch of other stuff as well. Um, we did a Season 2 preview for Black Lightning uh, on the CW, so that's the last of the preview podcasts for those DC shows. Of course, there's Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and Black Lightning. There is Supergirl, but we're not doing that. Um... So that was that was kind of fun to do on Thursday, and then Friday, of course, last week, the good place finally came back for for season three. It was such a long wait. My goodness, um, the the premiere episode was really really good. I really enjoyed it a lot. And uh, hey, I get another one tomorrow, so that's gonna be that's gonna be some fun. Uh, but if you want to know more, check out the uh, Good Talk, the Good Place uh, podcast that we do or that I do. Um, what else is there this week? Uh, speaking of superheroes and stuff like that, uh, the Road to Platinum is continuing with uh season two that's for spider-man episode three went out this week there is five in the season uh so there's two more to go and those come out on mondays um this week me and david uh continued with a uh, better call soul the season has almost concluded there's only one episode left which would be episode 10 for next week uh but we covered episode nine this week another great episode and we're looking forward to the season finale uh, and on the on the same day, we did our preview podcast for the uh, the Walking Dead season nine. That's coming back next week, or in a, in a couple of days actually, or on a Sunday and Monday, of course. So uh, hey, if you're still interested in Walking Dead, uh, then check out the podcast. We did quite a, a lengthy podcast, but we had there was so much news in the summer for uh, Walking Dead for you know some of the changes that are happening over there. Uh, so we talked about that, and uh, you can check that podcast out as well. Um, I didn't get around to seeing Venom today, but I'm planning to see it tomorrow, so I may or may not have a review out tomorrow, which will be for Friday. Uh, so that should be interesting. There's been some very mixed reviews of like either it's awful or it's like okay, but got some fun parts. So I will see the film and let you know what uh, what I, what I think. Um, 
what else is there yeah the good place tomorrow that comes back and then as i said a bit earlier uh assassin's creed odyssey comes out tomorrow so i'll hopefully have the first impressions video out for that as well so tomorrow is going to be an interesting day for our content and stuff um all of that you can find on entertainmenttalk.org uh or the itunes feeds um if you search for entertainment talk on the podcast platform of your choice or head over to entertainmenttalk.org of course for the podcast uh you can click on the uh drop down menu for podcasts uh and then if you click on the itunes feeds post i've got them all listed there apart from the uh three new ones that i created this week uh those are for iZombie so uh if robo if you remember we did uh iZombie earlier this year for uh, season 4 was it yeah season mm-hmm. 4 cuz season 5 uh, the final one is coming out next year um so yeah we we have the individual feed for that out at the moment uh, and in the two HBO shows that we do, Westworld and Game of Thrones, those both have their uh, individual podcast feeds out there as well. All those those three feeds I just mentioned will have episodes updating from October 12th because iTunes has a two-week thing that, uh, that they have. Um, but from October 12th, those feeds will start updating because I've scheduled the rest of the episodes. Um, yeah, please rate, review, and subscribe to the feeds that we have. Uh, and now we are going to move on to some news that we have. So we'll see you in a minute for that. Okay, so I'll go uh, first this time. Um, we got a bit of a sort of uh, rumours reports galore this week. Uh, three different things to talk about, all of them fairly different. Uh, if you guys like Harry Potter or any sort of wizardry things, um, well, there was uh, leaked footage from an RPG game. Uh, we don't know necessarily who the developer might be, but there was uh, yeah, leaked footage earlier this week, and lots of people seem to really like it. So that's that's a good way to uh, to start, I suppose, because um, you can't please everyone these days, as as we know. Um, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Harry Potter in in general? Uh, well, I've seen most of the movies to some extent. I've never gone out to theater theaters and seen them, so I've always seen them okay. when they've either come to TV or when they've hit a pay channel that I got like a free weekend for or whatever. So I'm, for the most part, caught up with Harry Potter. I uh, never read the books. I mean, it's a good series. I was <clears throat> happy that there actually was a book that was coming out that was making kids excited and getting back into reading, reading. Okay. Obviously, with the movies coming out, that... Uh, negated a bit of it but you know me being a literary sort that i am it's always excited to see people get excited about books yeah um i found we were talking about that before we started recording i did find a a variety post on that right now it's according to the leaker it's codenamed harry potter magic awakened Hmm. uh it's gonna be some sort of like mmorpg which i could kind of see work in a harry potter universe sure sure um so did did you watch like the all the films that like you finished the? Uh... I've seen most of the of all the films. Like okay, the last two, like Deathly Hallows Part One, Part Two. I've probably seen like sixty five percent of those combined. Uh, right. But most of the ones I've seen, you know, and I I basically know what's going on. So okay, um, I I saw, I've seen all of them. Um, I'm not like, I don't love Harry Potter, but I like it. I, it's really, really good. 
Um, I just never sort of reached that like I love this series sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I I can see you know it it's a great great series and stuff. Um, and it's one of those series that like if there was another film that came out not including Fantastic Beasts, uh, I I would watch it. Um, but I'm not like begging for more or, or anything like that. Um, but in terms of if you want to give me a different medium, I'd play a Harry Potter game. I I would. Um, if it's if it's done really well and has a good plot and the characters are already interesting, um, like Harry Potter and Hermione and Ron and all, all those characters, there's half a dozen of them. Um, they're all very interesting. So I think you could you could do something pretty good with with, with these. Um, in terms of where I saw them, I remember I saw the last two in in cinema. Um, I don't remember where I watched the rest of them. Probably like DVD or or, or something. But by the time the last two, so Definitely Hallows part <coughs> part one and part two came out. I was like a bit older, and then I went to cinema to not that age matters for cinema necessarily, uh, unless it's of course an, an older rated film. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing the last two in in the cinema uh, and thought they were really good. Um, so yeah. Uh, so w- what do you think of the potential behind a, a game? What's your kind of interest level? I mean, it's not something that I would play. Okay. Not being the the biggest Harry Potter fan that there is, but depending on the setting, like if they set it like in modern times, or hmm. you know they would either have to do that or set it in like the early, they could just like make it like Victorian era, you know, someplace where you can you can maybe get away with having magic more out in the open. Uh, I mean, there's lots of possibilities to where it could work. Something Definitely. like that. It really yeah. kind of depends on the mechanics and the gameplay and how much of what you want to do you can actually do. Because it's all well and good to say, oh, we have a game set in this universe, and then you don't really get to do anything that you would want to do in that universe. Mm -hmm. Do you mean like the terrible mobile game that came out a couple months ago that's a deliberate money grabber? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that that game's awful. Um, Yeah, Jim Sterling's video on that just cracked me up so much. Uh, Because it's just so bad and so such a greedy attempt uh but anyway um yeah this game's got got some potential as long as it isn't a money grab or a cash grab sort of situation uh have you heard anywhere about developers for this because i couldn't i couldn't see anything myself now the the article that i was referencing was from a reddit stream and apparently it was like from some video that he screen capped while taking like some online survey yeah um, but the only legitimacy to that is that uh, that Reddit thread was blocked and then eventually deleted by a copyright request from Hasbro Interactive, which that might be like the name behind it. No, it wasn't Hasbro. I'm sorry, it was Warner Brothers Interactive. Okay. So who basically who? the company that's behind the IP of the other Harry Potter games is blocking it. So that does give it some sense of uh, legitimacy. Okay. Warner Brothers owns Harry Potter, don't they? They have their studio tour thing that you can you can do and stuff. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's one of those. I lose track, honestly. They all just kind of blend in with each other anymore. Okay. Warner Brothers does own a lot of stuff. You, you might be quite surprised. Um, yeah, they own quite a bit. <clears throat> um, so what, what, the last game we had was from EA, wasn't it? For I Harry think there might have been an EA game. Yeah. I wonder if... Because a lot of people said, oh, Rocksteady is making this. And I'm sort of thinking, like, okay, where are you getting that idea from? Um, but again, if that's... Because uh, DC is, like, part of Warner Brothers as well, isn't it? And that was the Arkham stuff, so maybe people were trying to connect things. 
that way? Possible. I mean, it's one of those things that it's hard to tell. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. Uh, who do you think would be a good developer for this? Uh, I mean, Warner Brothers makes some halfway decent stuff, so, I mean, they mm, wouldn't be horrible yeah. at it. Um, uh, I would say, you know, maybe like Rockstar Games, but they would never need that IP because they've got too much of their own stuff going right, on. They've probably got GTA 6 in development somewhere, Red Dead 2 is about to come out, GTA 5 is still being brought by whoever doesn't have it <laughs> at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so they, they, they don't really need that on their plate uh, at the moment necessarily. Um, yeah, I think Rocksteady would, Rocksteady would be good at at doing it, it just depends who even has the rights and stuff. Um, I, I wouldn't trust EA to do it because they'd probably put something in there that would that would mess things up. Um, yeah, I just wouldn't trust them necessarily. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens if maybe. When do you think we might see this game E3? Or, or oh, I doubt we would see. I mean, if it's uh, just a basic like info that they've put out so far we wouldn't see anything for a couple of years hmm. so maybe next gen possibly yeah yeah give it kind of a fresh uh and that'd be a cool game to have on launch for whatever these new consoles are going to be uh speed of new consoles this gives me a good segue that i just randomly created uh the nintendo switch which is a great console uh that i like and i i am lucky enough to have one uh, there might be a new version coming out of the switch as early as next summer there's multiple reports today uh, some sort of Japanese Twitter account reported stuff, and then IGN started, and then other companies companies followed, as they do. Um, isn't it weird? Is this a coincidence or something? But do you remember when we did our next gen predictions? Was that four weeks ago? Five weeks ago? It was a few weeks ago when when we did those. Um, and I talked about like I don't think you'll see a Switch Two yet, but you might see like an upgraded version, like a Switch Plus or a Switch. Uh, whatever they want to name it um and then what like four or five weeks later we get the news about a switch plus um what are, what are your thoughts on this uh well that's one of those things that you know that the switch flew off the shelves there's no denying yeah. that they blew away their uh, sales numbers um honestly what i would like to see without you know for lack of a better term i would like to see like a switch xl to where it doesn't have to physically be better, bigger in that sense, but it has to be designed for more of adult hands. Because let's be honest, sure. it's not all kids buying the Switch. Mm -hmm. So I would like to see like a, a refresh or a redesign, taking you know gamers, you know more adult gamers in mind in terms of the uh, mechanics and ergonomics. Yeah. But outside of that, I could you know see that you know the first gen of anything. There's always going to be, you know, build quality this and uh, you know, mechanical structure that and never thought about this thing or that thing to where, you know, a refresh wouldn't be too horrible of a thing to have. Sure. They can make the some of the changes that I suggested a few weeks ago. I should cut that out as an individual segment, not cut it out of the podcast, do a copy and paste thing uh, and sort of release that as a, uh, as a thing. Um, I just have to go and grab the audio and, and do that. Um, yeah, I mean... 
yeah, they they could make the cha the improvements that they need to. And it, the Switch isn't des in desperate need of improvements, but it could use some. Sure, there is you know, like you, you know you said the Joy Cons are like kind of small. Maybe it could have some more power. Uh, you could have a better kickstand, which I don't have a problem with the kickstand, but I can see people that do because uh, it basically needs to sit on like a wooden surface or or a table type of surface. You can't put it on a bed because uh, it will just fall over. Um, so yeah, if you if you do some of that stuff, you maybe give it a better battery life, um, that sort of thing. Uh, you could probably keep the same dock unless it's like I don't know if the thing's wider, you could possibly use the same dock. But if it's thicker, obviously, then it won't fit in the in the the dock. Uh, so you'd need to get a new one maybe. Um, but that would probably if they were to do a new dock anyway, it'd probably come with with the system itself. So that wouldn't be too much of a problem, I would guess. Um, obviously they need to keep the cartridges for Switch and don't do something different so that, uh, but then again, if, if this isn't a next system and it is just an upgrade, then it would be like an Xbox One X or PS4 Pro situation where, yeah, the discs will still work with, with your, uh, system. So that shouldn't be a problem. Um, <coughs> what do you think of, um, cause if we're getting news of this now and granted we've had rumors of PS5 for a year or whatever uh, and like a new Xbox for, for a year or so um, do you think it would be good for Nintendo to get a new Switch out before PS5 just so that they slightly get out ahead of the game well I don't see a new PS5 coming out until at least you know Christmas-ish time next year just because there's no incentive for them to uh, do that Yeah, I mean they've already got uh you know, sales where they need them to be, and they've already got the market share where they need it to be. Uh, and so there's no real rush to get it going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, a bit like with GTA 6. You don't really need mm -hmm. GTA 6 right now because uh, isn't it crazy how that game's been out for so long and that's literally probably not, maybe not single-handedly kept Rockstar's employees uh, employed, but it certainly probably helped. Um, cause I, yeah, I, I mean, I know, the I GTA six, GTA five was a uh, last generation game. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? So, um, and I know you had like the the new version of uh, was it La Noir that, that they did the, uh, mm -hmm. the upgraded version, and then they got Red Dead two coming out. Which, by the way, every time I hear a new detail about that game, it just it's crazy. Um, apparently, they um, hired like a th over a thousand people to do like NBC, not NBC. NPC um, acting, and they said that like uh, each um, individual person that you come across will like have a mini kind of relationship to you, as opposed to maybe just walking past you. They might like I don't know swear at you, or they might say hi, or they might try and beat you up, or, or something. That that I I like those sort of little things in in games. I'm I'm really getting more excited for that game the more I hear about, hear about it. So, um, what what's your excitement level for Red Dead Two? It's not very high. It's not that I don't think it'll be a good game. I mean, obviously, it'll be a really good game. Um, it's just that I played um, the first Red Dead. I, it just never clicked. I don't mm -hmm. know what it is. It it just never really clicked with me as a game. I, it was actually the first purchase I made once the 360 game started going backwards compatible because at the same time okay. that game went backwards compatible, it went on sale. So I bought like yeah. the standard version for 6 bucks. U.S. 
pretty good. Day. I got like two or three hours into it. And I was just like, okay, this is a good game. It's kind of like with The Witcher. You know, I'm not going to say The Witcher is a bad game because The Witcher is obviously an awesome game. Oh, yes. It's just <laughs> something about the mechanics, something about the actual gameplay just never really vibed with what I do and how I play games. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you don't vibe with a game, you don't vibe with a game. You can't force enjoyment. Hmm. It's funny because my cousin said the exact same thing about Witcher 3. He's like, I see this is good, but it just it, it just wasn't clicking for him. Same thing with me with Kingdom Hearts. I can see why people like it. And granted, that game is very, very old and is very dated compared to Red Dead and uh, uh, Witcher. So it's a bit of a different mm-hmm. situation. But sometimes things just don't click. And I will say, I don't think I've said this before. I remember I did play sort of the first five or so hours of The Witcher and... I don't know if I got distracted or it wasn't clicking for me at the time, and then people just kept going on about it. It was like, this is maybe the greatest game of all time, and I was like, okay, I'm going to jump back in, because I, I feel like I missed something, and then I sort of retaught myself the combat, and then I just went from there. Uh, and granted, I still went um, on and off the game to play other things that came out, and then sort of went, kept going back to it, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll see, going back to the Switch, maybe we'll see a version. Uh, I think next summer is a bit early but you just you never know sometimes do you so uh well next summer for the switch i could kind of see because Hmm. you know we forget it it has been a couple of years and it's not like you know they're pushing uh hardware to its max or anything like that i mean that's kind of the advantage that the switch has that it's not using the biggest baddest most awesomest you know graphics chip and screen thing and all that stuff everything they did they did to fill a need and so i'm sure there's things to where they had like a chip that could get the job done. There might have been like, like a better chip, but it, the other chip was like more cost effective. Same with like the screen resolution or anything like that. And so I'm sure in terms of like hardware, there's a lot of improvements that could be made. But like I was saying earlier, I mean, if you just made like an Excel version to where the Joy Cons weren't microscopically small in my <laughs> hand, yeah, um, and made a version that you know maybe make the screen like a little bit bigger but that'll let you put in a bigger battery so that you know the, the thing can last a little bit longer hmm. and like you were saying improve the kickstand maybe improve the dock to where it's like more functional anything like that i mean there's a lot of things that you could change yeah that you pieces. wouldn't really need to do like a full rewrite and a full redesign with the actual internal hardware for yep uh cool so let's move on to our next rumor slash report uh telltale's the walking dead might not be cancelled this is what I heard earlier today. Of course, it it is genuinely quite annoying to have a final season that's got two episodes left, two a penultimate episode and a finale, and it's just not out. I mean, it wasn't due out yet anyway. It wasn't due out till November fourteenth, and then December eighteenth, if I have that right. Um, there there was also some people on Twitter today. Uh, some of these skeleton stuff got that got left at Telltale to finish the Minecraft Netflix thing or whatever the situation is uh, that they may have been laid off or some of them have so uh, yeah it's, it's difficult to tell what's going on um, but what do you think might be happening that's one of those things that it's really hard to guess either yeah. way um, I mean I can understand wanting to finish the game and wanting to finish it because it is something that you push mm-hmm. Uh, but you got to figure that the way that Telltale shut down, where it was just like, boom, everybody's yeah. gone. They they don't have any money, and it takes money to finish those games, as, as hard as it is to say. I mean, it yeah. is a business. And plus, you got to also 
got to remember, they don't own anything. No, Every single not. game that Telltale has published has been a license from somebody else. Mm. I was going back on that, and the earliest game that I could think of is actually Sam and Max. Yeah. And that's a license as well. And then you've got, uh, obviously, all the other games that they've published. But again, they're licenses, so they don't have any IP that they own. They don't have anything they can market or franchise or do anything with business in of the business to say, hey, we still have value because of this. Mm-hmm. Basically, all they've got is their work ethic and their employees, and they got rid of almost all their employees. So, mm. I do find it strange that AMC pulled out of negotiations with Telltale. Um, well, that's one of those things that, you know, when you're negotiating with people on business, you want that business to be around. And does anybody think that Telltale is going to be around even two years from now making games? No. I wouldn't put money on that, and I'm a degenerate gambler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I still I still have some faith that, that things might get sorted out. Not with the other with the other games. I think Wolf Among Us Season 2 isn't happening. Uh, I do think that Netflix will find another developer for, for Stranger Things, because they've already said that they're, they're looking out for, for those people. Uh a lot of people said um, "Don't Nod," which is the developer for uh, Life is Strange, could could help out with some of this basically stuff. Um, that would be quite cool. They've proven that they can make episodic games really well. Uh, I forgot to mention I did play ep- uh, episode one of of Life is Strange. Did like it. I like what they've set up quite a bit, um, but it's more of a pilot set up episode than than anything else. Um, mm-hmm. but, they, but they've done a great job with that first episode, and uh, I'm looking forward to the the other four whenever those are coming out. So, um, do you have any interest in that? The Life is Strange too. It it is different to uh, the first season. Yeah, I just, I couldn't get into the first season just because I couldn't really get the uh, um, the the time travel mechanics. It never really made sense to me to when to rewind time and when to not rewind time. Yeah. And so, and since that's the whole core of the game, you know, it never really clicked with me. So, mm-hmm. I don't really have any need to play the second game since the first one didn't really work. Yeah, it is different mechanics and different characters and and that sort of thing. Uh, m- maybe watch some watch some gameplay or something. See see how you feel. Uh, but uh, is that all the stuff that I have this week? Um, I, we do have some emails, but we can go into those uh, a bit later. Uh, but those are the mm-hmm. rumors, speculation things that I have this week. What would you like to talk about? Well, staying on the rumor train, mm. uh, there's a rumor coming out that Rocksteady is working on a Justice League game set in the Arkham universe. Hmm. Obviously, superhero games are still pretty fresh and still pretty hot with, with uh, Spider-Man on PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the Arkham Knight, as bad as a, of a clusterfuck that that was on the uh, PS4, on the console is still fairly functional and the Arkham games themselves were actually pretty uh, phenomenal yeah, so a Justice League game wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities, it would just kind of have to depend on what characters you could get, the plot that you would have for the game uh, things like that so if, so if they've said that this might be set in the same universe maybe, would that use the Batman? Yeah the same, mm-hmm. the same, literally the same version of that character. It would probably be the version that's in the game. Yeah. Um, according to the article that I'm reading, co-founder Stefan Hill 
of the uh, London-based studios said that mm. uh, he even had put out a statement at this year's E3 um, to temper any anticipation for new announcements. He said the next project, you know, and he left that up in the air, um, will be out in, as soon as it's good and ready. Um, there's uh, some job listings on the company's website that kind of hint towards that. You know, obviously you get the the Reddit and the 4chan leaks and all that stuff. Um, the the floating title that's been going around uh, right now is uh, Justice League Crisis, but they're saying it, it's going to be a uh, next. I hate using the term next generation because two of the three consoles that it would be on technically don't do generations. I mean, you got PC, which you know you got operating systems, but odds are that you know you're running the same computer, so the operating operating system change is just you know an update. And Xbox, they've already set themselves up to where even if they do a hardware refresh, it's not necessarily a you know a generation for the console. Which um, so then then your only real generation is PS5, but they're saying you know could come out 2020 2021. Um, and there's all the basic stuff, you know, single-player missions, co-op missions, online. And they list all the superheroes that you would expect, you know, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Although, obviously, they don't say whether you'll be playing as them or creating your own uh, um, character like you would do in DC Universe Online. Yeah. Did you ever play that? I played a little bit of it. Yeah, me too. Um, it was just kind of too busy. It was. I don't know there if you... was this characters flying all over the place. And yeah, it reminded me a lot of City of Heroes. I don't know if you remember that game. Uh, I don't think I do. It was an MMO that uh, launched back in 2003, wow. I want to say. I was still in the apartment off of 2nd Street, so it had to been sometime before 2005. So it was basically, you know, you lived in this fictional city and every, there's superheroes just like everywhere. Just like, like everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And you created your characters, and you went down certain paths, like the power path, the fire path, the speed path, things like that. Yeah, It was pretty de- decent first time. It's just one of those games that, uh, you know, if you were into superheroes, it was a great way of making your own superhero. Um, problem was, is that everybody tried to make superheroes that were already established, and so I kept getting hit with the uh, copyright things. And eventually, it just kind of petered out. Oh, okay. Um... Yeah, I mean, I'm very excited for the future of superhero video games, as long as they're done well, of course, uh, to the quality of Batman and, and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, i got a question for you. Do you think we will see a new superhero game before Spider-Man 2? So Insomniac, Spider-Man 2. Oh, absolutely. There'll, yeah. there'll be some superhero mm. game that comes out at some point. I don't know who it would be, mm. it, but it's bound to be something. I mean, even if it's just like a a crappy shovelware game for the upcoming... Uh, well, what do you think about the superhero movies that are coming out? You got Aquaman coming out. Mm-hmm. You got the next Wonder Woman coming out. You got Captain Marvel coming out. So those are three titles right there that they could just have a tie-in game with. I never said it was going to be a good game, but there's always a possibility for <laughs> a game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so there's three within the next year that could easily be done. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, yeah, the, the next one that we know is actually in development because Rocksteady hasn't even said what they wanted. I, I mean, it's fun to speculate, and that that's really fun to do. But uh, is the uh, Square Enix Avengers game? 
and that was announced like two years ago or something with a teaser and then we never heard anything again which is probably a good thing because then who knows maybe in a year or two we'll see like hey here's 20 minutes of gameplay and then we'll find out what the game is kind of on the spot as opposed to like hey here's another cg trailer and then hey here's another cg trailer and then hey here's you know um so we'll, we'll, we'll see what comes out but uh yeah i'm i'm interested in the uh the avengers square enix thing as long as it's something good obviously uh we want games that we play to be good obviously uh, what, what sort of game would you what, would you like next? What superhero would you like to uh, to play as? I suppose. Uh, I think something that it could the hardest the 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 game that I would want to most play would be the hardest to do, because I'd love to do like a Lantern Core game, but see okay. so much of that of the energy constructs that the lanterns do with their rings is based off of a man, imagination. Mm. It would get into this weird area of you could only do so much, and somebody would want to do something that they couldn't do in the game because the programming limitations or just the time limitations. I mean, when you think about it, the Lantern Corps, they literally could make any single object to fit the situation, and there's just too many scenarios to where, you know, co- you know, person X is coming at you. Do you, you, you know, you constrain him. Okay, it's a cage. Is it a safe? Is it a, you know, bullpen arena? Is it a sphere? Is it this? Is it that? Is it other? It could get into... You know, you just go down the rabbit hole of ways just to contain somebody, and that's just containment. Mm. You know, and then when you factor in, like, combat, you know, melee weapons, you know, what kind of weapon? You know, shooting, what kind of gun? You know, is it a real gun? Is it a fictional gun? Is it a sci-fi gun? Is it a gun out of a video game? The the options are quite literally infinite, and there'd be no real way to program for that. I suppose so. Yeah, that would be an interesting challenge. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, because... Uh, I mean, my my three favorite superheroes are Flash, Batman, and Spider Man. We've done Batman. We have started Spider Man. I would be interested to see how a Flash uh game would be done. Uh, I assume that uh, there would be like normal fast and slow mode. Slow mode would be like maybe you're surrounded by a bunch of guys and you want to like you know slow down time and sort of run around them and punch them and then see like that sort of speedy after effect that that, that you can get sometimes. Um, I assume that they would be. You know, fast travel would be quite easy. You would literally just run across the city. Although you wouldn't, you wouldn't even need fast travel because you could just, you know, run across the city and you could go on top of the roofs and 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 do that sort of thing. Um, but I think you could do some interesting things with the combat, like if you slow down time or you do like speedy punches and and stuff like that. Um, so we'll we'll see what gets made in in the coming years. But I do think we're going to enter the the wave of superhero games, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, all right, what else do you want to talk about? Uh, well, we got one more rumor. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from uh, GameZone. A Turkish publisher accidentally sent out a tweet hinting that the possibility that Cyberpunk could come out as early as 2019. Uh, the tweet has since been deleted, um, but obviously nothing is ever completely deleted on the internet. I guess so. Um, yeah. yeah, the tweet... To, I'm not going to butcher the Turkish language. I've been translating it. Uh, the rough translation from Google Translate says, you know, coming when it's ready, CJ Pro- CD Projekt Red Cyberpunk 2077 year 2019. Hmm. So I don't know that it would actually come out that early. I think at the very earliest is 2020. 
and then I think you'll get um, a cross-gen version, or or, or it will just be playable on next-gen yeah. systems. Because uh, multiple multiple games this year have, uh, on this console have have done that. Um, I mean, it's a good thing because it means you can play your old games on your new stuff, which you know backwards compatibility and even if it's just remasters and stuff, that still gives you good options. Um, when do you think it might be coming out? Uh, I mean, I can't dismiss 2019. It might not be like a full game. It might be like, you know, either full details of the game or it could be like, you know, maybe like an alpha demo, alpha beta, something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, obviously since, um, it's a picture of the tweet and not the tweet itself. I can't just copy paste the, uh, thing into, into Google translate. So I'm sure I'm missing a few words because of all the, uh, uh, symbols around some of the characters. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's the the one thing that does come out clear. It says during 2019, so it might be, you know, Christmas next year. You got to remember that's still, you know, 12, 14 months away. There's a lot of development that you could get done in that. And the game has been in development of some level since 2012. So it's not like, you know, they announced the game last year. So we're still right. we're six years into development and releasing in a seventh year. So as as implausible as that might be, it's uh, still not completely out of the realm. And it might just be that they had like some weird bug or glitch that was causing all kinds of slowdown. And then once they did get that bug finally squashed, uh, everything just started, you know, ramping up really well. Yeah, I, f- I forget the exact context, but a couple of years ago, I was watching this one YouTube show, and this guy was talking about how he was a project manager at this one game studio. And so he was walking by this one room, and there was like five employees just sitting there doing nothing. And so he goes in, and it's like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" And he's like, "Oh, well, we made this change to this program. Now we got to wait 20 minutes for it to finish to compile." <laughs> he's like, "Okay." So he just takes the very specifics of, you know, they do this, they do this, they do this, and then they have to wait 20 minutes. He go, he walks over to the engineer team and says, "Hey, they're doing this, this, and this, and it's taking up 20 minutes. So I've got five people doing." nothing for 20 minutes can we fix this and the engineers just like click 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 on the keyboard done and then after the next refresh they didn't do that hmm. they didn't have to do that anymore so they they made the changes and boom they're instantly on to the next project cool. which is what a good project manager does is find the slowdown and get rid of them yep so i would love it to come out next year 2019 i mean after that 48 minute gameplay demo I mean, obviously, that's a vertical slice, and they're very, very adamant about it not being, you know, a finished game. Yes. The fact that they were able to put up that long of a stretch of gameplay <laughs> means that it might be farther along than some people are giving them credit for. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting how much they stress that after the whole puddle Spider-Man thing. That was uh, yeah, interesting. I, but and that yeah. and that's not like that's the first one. I mean, there was the Puddle Gate with Spider Man. Yeah, there was the disaster that was the PC version of both the uh, Arkham Knight and Mortal Kombat X. Uh, you had uh, you know uh, uh, aliens, Colonial Marines that we talked about a few podcasts ago. That was like the complete chuckle, you know, cluster on that. Right, and there's been. Uh, it was what the um, Watchdogs or Watchdogs Two, one of those two. There was actually a lawsuit filed because of the the visual difference between what was displayed at uh, E3 and what was actually a release for the game itself. Yeah, I, I remember there was a 
I don't know if it was last year's Pro Evolution Soccer or the year before, but there was a situation where um, you had the PS3 and the 360 version, and then you had the PS4 and the Xbox One versions, which are the up-resed versions. And Konami ported, instead of porting the uh, current-gen version, they ported the previous-gen version to PC. Uh, so basically, on the supposed Master Race PC, and I'm not trying to blame PC as this was Konami's fault because they distributed it that way. Um, but that's what they ended up doing. So some of these things can happen sometimes. So it's, yeah, sometimes you do need to make it clear that, like, hey, this isn't, you know, finished product and that's all. And I mean, you, you could make that assumption anyway based on, like, hey, if things here and there are a little bit, um, a little bit off, there's, like, things missing here or there and stuff like that. You know the game's still in development, so you know things are, are going to be changed up until right up until the last minute. So, um, so you think it might? You said you might think it'd be 2019. I would love it yeah. to be 2019. Me, um, like I, like I said before in the previous podcast, after that the gameplay demo came out, and I was able to see you know how they plan on doing this, how they plan on doing that, and just the gameplay of it. As soon as that thing was over, I was online and I was pre-ordering that sucker. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was down. You know, you know, shut up and take my money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. What else would you like to talk about? Uh, well, uh, got a little interesting article from uh, uh, the GameSpot website. According to the Xbox boss, uh, and that Xbox boss obviously being Phil Spencer. Yep. Uh, you know, Crackdown 3 might possibly get another delay. The actual tweet he put out uh, replying to uh, Twitter users says, I was playing the full build yesterday. Nice work by the team. More work to do, but good progress. My agent uh, feels like the wrecking machine I enjoy. And everybody's harping on that more work to do. So you never know, uh, you know how long it'll actually take. I mean, it's been delayed for so long for so many times. Um you know the the cloud engine that they're using. Uh, you know was founded by creator David Jones. Um, he was working on Crackdown Three until uh, Fortnite Studio Epic acquired the cloud engine. And they moved him over there, so we've had some management changes. Uh, right now, it's still scheduled to launch by February 2019, so that's only uh, four months away. Yep, it's that uh, but if there's... date where everyone wants to release their game. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> But again, you know, we're going into if, you know, Phil Spencer is saying more work to do, you know, that begs the question, obviously, how much more work? Well, I mean, uh, it's October and the game comes out in February. Yes, there is yeah. more work to be done, I'm sure. Um, you, would hope, you would hope not a lot, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not in the sense of like, oh, wow, we have too much to do. More in the sense of like, hey, we're kind of coming towards the end, maybe. And yes, there's more to more to do. Because uh, of course the game hasn't gone gold yet. It's, I mean, it's far too early for the game to go to go gold. Um, usually games do that what a month out maximum, sort of thing. Yeah, uh, or, or and, like and few, gold is really before. kind of a nebulous thing anymore anyway, because so much of it is digital. You can yeah. technically you could go gold and then release it the next day as a digital format, and then you know not do the whole print it to disc and print all that other stuff. Because I'm sure everything else is already printed. Like I'm sure, like the packing materials, the uh, the paper that goes into the the sleeve, the artwork, all that stuff. I'm yep. sure that's already done and printed. They just gotta physically burn the disc and then put it in the box and ship it out. So, mm-hmm. 
yeah, there's probably more more stuff to do. Um, I'm not sure of my interest level in the game. I just want to see a bit more, and I want to know like, okay, if there's not a story in there and that's not what they're trying to go for, then fair enough. I don't want them to. I don't want it to be a situation where it's like, hey, there's a story in here, but the, we didn't really try with it. I want it to either be like, hey, there's no story, mess about, or like, hey, there is a story and it kind of matters. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you either kind of do it or you leave it out. Um, Sunset Overdrive, which is what I could maybe most compare this to, maybe, um, had like a very like turn your brain off comedy plot. It did have a plot in there and it was fairly interesting but it wasn't something you needed to like necessarily pay attention to um but it wasn't it didn't feel like a half-assed sort of job uh it felt like okay there's something here but if you just want to like jump around this world have fun you can do that but uh if you want to see the story there's a comedic story to, to be told so um what about you what's your interest level for crackdown 3 uh, mid-ish. I mean, mm -hmm. I did enjoy Crackdown 1. It was a very, very cathartic game. You know, if you if you have just, like, a bad day and you just want to blow shit up, yeah, that's a great game to do that in. Yeah. I never got a chance to play uh, Crackdown 2. Uh, it kind of fell on a weird time in my life where I wasn't really able to play games. I didn't have the time or the energy for it. Right. And by then, by the time that I could get back to that, you know, it had already long since passed, and there's... There's always new games on the horizon, and always new games to play, and so it just got pushed back to the. Oh, I kind of remember that game. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, obviously, Crackdown having the weird uh, um, moniker of being the accidental success. Um, you might not remember this, but uh, to, you, in order to play the Halo Three beta, you had to buy Crackdown. Yeah. And so people were buying Crackdown in like record numbers just so they could get access to the beta, and then it turns out, hey, this is actually not a half-bad game. Yep. Yep. Uh, cool. So we'll see what, what Crackdown has to offer in uh, February. Um, mm -hmm. What else would you like to talk about? Uh, the last story I have, it's one of those okay. that on the surface it means nothing <laughs> a whole lot, but deep down, you know, it could mean something. Uh, the Entertainment Software Association, which is a collection of groups that lobbies on behalf of video game companies here in the U.S., it runs uh, E3 every year. Uh, they made a sudden change in their upper leadership on Wednesday. Uh, Michael Gallagher, who has been the uh, president and CEO for the last 11 years, is stepping down. Uh, for now, Stanley Pierre-Louis, who is the senior vice president and general counsel, so obviously he's a lawyer, uh, will serve as interim CEO until a new CEO is uh, picked. Uh, the ESA did not say what prompted the change in leadership, and it's not clear based on the article that I'm reading whether this was Gallagher's decision to leave or if he was being requested to step down. Uh, Gallagher has been the face of the ESA for the last 11 years. He's gone to Congress several times. Uh, he has spearheaded the lawsuit uh, battling against the state of California's attempt to restrict uh, sales of video games to minors based off their violent content. That case did go to the U.S. Supreme Court, in which they ruled in favor of the uh, GSA. Uh, aside from his work in D.C., uh, Gallagher's most high-profile case uh, was uh, not so much case, just his high-profile work was uh, leading E3, being in charge of that, kind of being the face of that uh, um, industry for the longest time uh 
So no, no news on where he's going next. The article says that uh, they uh, sent a response, uh, a request for a response from the uh, ESA, and they did not get one. So on the surface, you know, with lack of information, it's hard to tell if this is a good thing, a bad thing, or an indifferent thing. Yeah. Um, obviously, over here in the states, the ESA is uh, very important for you know making sure all the stupid stuff that comes out about games it has at least somebody fighting against it. Like they're always saying, oh, these games are making kids violent, which, you know, there's too many studies to show that that's not the case. Yeah, that's called bad parenting. Yeah, that's called being a shitty parent. That's, yeah. uh, there's yeah. a reason why a lot of the electronic devices, we, I, at least I do, jokingly call them, you know, digital babysitters. Because, you know, parents don't want to babysit their kids because, so here, play with the phone, or here, play with this, or here, play with that. I, I don't know if you've got any examples, but I have firsthand seen situation uh i won't name the name of the store actually just to you know whatever um but i was in a game shop and i was you know just just, just browsing just to see what what was about um i don't think i had boomerang at that time i can't remember um but there was a call of duty out that year because of course there was because when wasn't there um and this uh this mum and her son went up to the desk i'm not sure how old he was but he couldn't have been he he wasn't eighteen, that's for sure. And um, she went up to the desk and she was like, "Hey, want to want to buy Call of Duty, sort of thing." And uh, the the guy at the desk was like, "Hey, is this for is this for your son?" And she was like, "Yeah, it's, it's fine." And uh, he's like, "Okay, just want to let you know, like, if you're buying this as as the parent and you're you're old enough, um, like, this game kind of isn't." He didn't give like a really long speech, but basically, this, he he was like, "Okay, this game isn't meant." kind of for your son but i'm not gonna like stop you buying it because he's he's not buying it on his own he has the parent with him and she's old enough uh and yeah they walked away with the game they bought it and i assume the the, the boy however old he was went home and and played it so those uh those kind mm-hmm. of things do happen so um, yeah the examples that i had was back in my uh, tech support days um for those people that are late you know don't weren't listening to the podcast back then i used to do uh tech support for iPhones. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of what I did was essentially customer service. I couldn't go more than three days without getting a call from somebody that uh, they just let their kid play with their phone and they forgot that they had the credit card on the uh, app, the iTunes account. Yeah. And so they were playing a quote unquote free game. All right. And you know, kids, when you're eight or nine, you, you know what money is, but you don't really have that kind of a sense to it. And so, you know, you're playing a game to where you get X number of moves and then, uh, oh, you're out of moves. Do you want to spend 99 cents to buy more moves? And the kid just pushes yes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the parent gets, you know, their credit card bill and they have like $500 in iTunes charges. And that's Mm -hmm. not an exaggeration. I've gotten calls to where, you know, the kids spend 500 bucks a month not knowing it. And so the parents just uh, weren't really paying attention to things like that and just... uh, you know, just let the kids play the free game, and I've had to send so many calls to iTunes over that, and they've made three or four updates to their, uh, you know, their purchase part policy for things like that because of the things like that. Mm-hmm. And I always say, I always tell the parents, you know, the credit cards, you know, for the initial verification. Once that's done, you can take it off. It's not a requirement to have the credit card on there. And I always tell them, use gift cards. Yeah, that way you can have money on there in case they want to do something, but that way you don't have your credit card on the account. And I would get that from like parents. Um, I get that from people, 
to where it was their work phone, and then they let the kid download and play free games on their, you know, their office phone, um, and just just stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You you can't just like unless unless you know you've got some sort of password thing in place or some code thing, or like you said, if you just don't have the because if you don't have the card on there, then they can't do it unless they find your card or whatever. But then whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I never thought this of the credit thing because, like, yeah, if you if you don't have your card on there and you only put a ten pound or ten dollar gift card on there, that's all they can spend, and then mm-hmm. plus you've lost ten dollars as opposed to five hundred or one thousand and something. Um, I did see the other the other day. I was looking around on some settings on Fortnite, and there's a bit in the I think it's the last tab. If if you go in the main Fortnite menu, you click on settings. <laughs> And I think it's the furthest tab to the right, if I'm if I'm correct. Uh, and I didn't click on the button because I don't need to. Uh, but there's some sort of uh, you can request three um, refunds in one lifetime. So I imagine that's like per account. Um, so if you do have some kind of Fortnite fiasco or thing like that, you can possibly use that setting. I'm not sure exactly like how it works. I just saw the thing there. So if you I don't know if you have some kind of issue on Fortnite and that happens, you can. It looks like you can use that again. I don't know if it definitely gives you back it back or you know that's more of Epic's thing to to deal with you. Then that's not my responsibility necessarily. Um, but yeah, I, I've I I see stuff like in, in news every now and then, like hey my my kid got my my credit card or something and they bought a thousand dollars worth of virtual skins on Fortnite or something. Um, yeah, you just need to you just need to keep an eye on things and uh, be a be a better parent if you uh, if you need to be. Yeah, it's not even so much being a better parent. You just need to be a little bit more attentive with sure, what your kids sure. are doing. Yeah, and it's not like that's even a new thing. I mean, hell, I remember reading articles about kids spending fifteen hundred dollars on Farmville, and when was the last time you even thought about Farmville? Yeah, and I only remember that because I like I said I travel for my job. And I was actually driving through Pennsylvania, and there is actually a city in Pennsylvania car called Farmville. Huh. And I didn't notice it until I was driving along the road, and I saw a water tower, and it just said Farmville on it. And so that just reminded me of all the times that I would, you know, have to block game requests from people because it's just like, you know, Farmville. Once you're helping Farmville, 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 Farmville. That was like digital crack back in you know like 2012, 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can still perfectly play Fortnite without spending money. I mean, I've played it enough hours and enjoyed it, and I haven't spent anything on it. Um, yeah, and I've spent, I've played a ton of uh, Magic: The Gathering, which was a free game. Yeah, and they have tons of card packs that you can buy, and I've yet to spend a single penny on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, being be a parent, better parent is not necessarily what I meant. I just meant like you know. Just, just make sure you have security stuff in place on whatever device you're using. Make sure you're, and if the credit card isn't on the device your child is using, make sure it's not somewhere that they can get to it. So, uh, or just put in uh, like a password code to make a purchase. Yeah, yeah. Like um, on the newer smartphones, where they have like the, the uh, fingerprint touch ID, just tie it to that. Mm-hmm. You know, require touch ID for purchases, and that'll take care of ninety percent of it. Yeah. Especially, yeah, especially if it is a touch thing, because your child can't use your fingerprint. <laughs> One would hope not. Yeah, yeah, because you have to have the pulse and all that kind of stuff with it. So, uh, yeah, unless 
something crazy is happening, you can't really do that. Because a passcode, you could possibly, like, guess it, but it's unlikely. Um, with my Xbox account, I've got, um, and I could probably say this, I, I don't think anything, anything is going to happen, but, uh, if you try and sign into my account on my Xbox, uh, you'll have to put in a passcode, and if you try and buy something, uh, you'll have to put in a, in a passcode. Um, I, I do still have my Kinect recognition thing set up, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but, like, if I'm turning my Xbox on and then, like, sorting something else out, I might turn around and be signed in and I'm like, hey, I can just jump into to whatever I'm doing. Uh, it's, but sometimes, um, I've also set it up so that, uh, if I turn on my controller, which is apparently assigned to me somehow, I can just tap in my passcode, uh, and then just go into whatever I, I want to use. So, um, but going back to the E3 stuff, which is what the article of this was about, um, I mean, hopefully it's nothing, this isn't a bad thing, because I really, really like E3, it's basically our sort of Christmas for gamers, or our sort of Super Bowl for, for gamers, um, and I, I couldn't imagine a gaming scenario where there's not an E3 one year, and we just, it just doesn't happen, because it's, uh, not there anymore or anything, um, because this is really cool to see, like, hey, we have a new game from our new developer, and then, like, you get bits of scenes and bits of characters, and like, hey, what is this? Is this, is this Halo? Is this this game or that game? And then eventually you see, hey, character reveal, it's the sequel to this, or, like, huh, we don't know who this character is. New IP. Um, that stuff's all, all really, really fun. Um, so, yeah. Uh, how do you feel about E3? I like it. I just wish it would, like, tighten up a little bit, because if you go to, like, the Sony E3 press conference, yeah. and then that Nintendo... Uh, quick presser that we did like the live reaction to and them being worlds yeah. apart i would like to see a little bit more of that you know some of that like cinched up but you know it's always good to have a spectacle for things so yeah yeah for trailers and gameplay and stuff and yeah i i remember in that in that sony bit where i was like hey we're gonna we're gonna show you these four games that we have coming out but they're not they would they didn't specify what we were going to see necessarily and then, like, they did the Last of Us cutscenes, and then they slowly transitioned into the gameplay bit. And I was like, oh, my God, we're seeing Last of Us gameplay. This is, this is actually, like, being shown in front of me. Uh, so that that was very, very cool. Um, so, yeah, I love E3. I love seeing it still. So um, but, so what do you think might happen with this stuff? Uh, it's hard to tell um, just because they the E3 is, like, their big public-facing <laughs> thing, and then they do all the legal stuff on the side you know and that's not so much in the backgrounds but it's you know stuff that doesn't really make uh, uh headlines as much until something serious happens uh-huh. but it's just one of those things that i hope he's trying to i hope he's stepping down because he wants to mm. and then the new guy that's coming in is coming in to that position because he wants to yeah yeah uh so yeah hopefully it's just a case of hey he doesn't want to do this anymore so He's gonna he's gonna step away nicely and not be fired or anything crazy. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that's it for this week, I think. Oh no, we have some emails. Sorry, almost forgot. Uh, you can send yours into entertainmenttalkahotmail.com or entertainmenttalkuk at gmail.com. I am, by the way, in the process of sorting out our domain email, which would be so and so at etalk.com or something. Uh, I just haven't got it set up yet, so I'm not gonna tell you the email because if you send an email there. I might never see it because the email forwarding hasn't been set up yet. I'm working with uh, Koalu to try and get that sorted out. So uh, when I have it ready for you guys, I'll uh, tell you what it is. So you can send the emails in there. But those are where you can send them at the moment. 
um, or on Twitter at eTalkUK. There's also the Facebook group and the Facebook page. There's also a small email form you can fill out on the website or on the post for this. Uh, just put in your email and your comment. That will get sent to me as well. Uh, Sam says... Uh, so we th- this week we have two questions that are sort of aimed at us individually. But the second one we can answer a bit more together. Uh, so Sam says, Hey Matt, uh, I was wondering with your complaints about FIFA... Uh, so I think he or she is referring to the camera issues that I'm talking about. Which, by the way, still an issue. And it's really annoying. Uh, so they said, who, with your complaints about FIFA, who else would you like to make a football game? Hopefully those camera issues are better. Uh, unfortunately, Sam, they are not. So that's... Uh, I I don't know what to do about it. So um, I looked up just before we started this. Because obviously I pre-read these before uh, we started recording. Uh, Psionics is the developer for Rocket League. Um, I don't know how how well they could do. And I'm not saying I have faith against them. Uh, I'm sure they could, could do it. But I'm interested to see how they could. If they were to maybe <coughs> develop a football game. The problem is all the licenses that matter, so the Champions League, the FA Cup, all the leagues, the Premier League, they're all tied up with EA. And I don't think they can let them go to somebody anytime soon. Um, so unless you do like a Pro Evolution thing where you do fake names and teams and, and fake cup names. Uh, sure, you could make a good video game. You don't necessarily need the names and stuff to make the game itself be good. But it just makes you know the presentation and stuff better. Uh, so maybe Psionics could could do a good football game because they did. Uh, I mean, they already know about sort of the physics of of the ball and stuff and how that works. And I know the Rocket League is is different to uh, FIFA and stuff, but you get what I mean. It's that sort of football esque sort of sense. Um, it's not like they made a Batman game and then they're going to try and make a football game or something. Um, what about you? Who do you think might be might be good at making a, a football game? Uh hard telling on that one i mean the problem is is that ea has such a dominance with the sports team and all the sports games that nobody else really tries i mean obviously des is making a uh you know another uh, football game i don't know how well those games are doing but they are still being made it's right. hard saying because nobody releases sales figures anymore. Um, right. So it's unless it's like something like truly impressive. And I don't think Konami would. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe uh, maybe Rocksteady, just because the camera for all the Arkham games, for the most part, is fairly tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Insomniac, because from what I've seen with the camera for the Spider-Man game, it looked pretty on point. Uh, so you probably have to take like some actiony game that has like completely dependent on the camera. Uh, you know, then that would put like CD Projekt Red because of The Witcher. I never really had a problem with the with the mechanics for the camera when I was trying to play that game. No. The camera always seemed to be uh, pretty uh, spot on for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say Cyanix is the. Uh, I think that's how you say the name. It's P Y P S Y O N I X. So. I think that's yeah, Sionix. Yeah. Um, so those are the only guys I can really, really think of. But again, like I said, all of the licenses and presentation is tied up with EA, and they're not going to lose that anytime soon. And there's something just crazy and drastic happens, which again probably wouldn't. Uh, Sam says, "Hey Robert, uh, I'm having trouble getting a sense of what genres of games you do and don't like. Uh, I'm aware of some of the games you do and don't like, but uh, wasn't sure genre-wise." Could you both uh, name five genres that you do and don't like? Um, 
yeah well would you like to answer this question yeah uh the problem the part of the reason why i don't do genres Mm -hmm. is because so many of the game elements bleed into the genres anymore that the lines have become so blurred that it's almost impossible to tell one from the other like i mean i grew up gaming in the 80s so if you played a side scroller that's all that game did it was 100 percent side scrolling if you played a role-playing game it was 100 percent rpg there was no if and buts about that but nowadays i mean you've got you know uh side scrolling with rpg elements and you got action adventure with the uh, shooter elements and then you got a shooter with rpg elements so much of it blends into everything else that there's no real defining aspects to that. Yeah. I mean, hell, even, you know, the sports games have some elements of RPG that can be added into it to where you could make like a sports game to where they all, everybody has generic stats. And then the more you play and the better you do, the more your stats go up. Mm. I mean, that's that's not, that's kind of what career mode does in FIFA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So now you've got a sports game with RPG elements mm. in, in the sense that you've got stats that you can improve over time. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you had to break it down into pure uh, stats like that, I'm a big fan of RPGs yep. just because of that. But I'm also very highly critical of what is an RPG. Like, I would not consider the Mass Effect series an RPG, even though it has RPG elements, because... You're always Commander Shepard. Now you could be, you know, the male Shepard or the female Shepard. Or when you're playing the third game, uh, you could be a, not a Shepard. And then obviously Andromeda, you're not a Shepard. Uh, but your roles in terms of where you fit in the story are fixed. You are in charge of that ship. That's your role. Yeah. How you go about that, you know, character classes and all that, obviously change a lot. But that still doesn't change the fact that, you know, you're in charge of the ship. So, but then again, you get games like uh, um, The Witcher and you're always Geralt. Or if you get some other games like that that have very heavy RPG influence, uh, you're still fixed to a character and still fixed to a specific role. I would consider more RPGs like the, uh, the Dragon Age Inquisition because you can, you know, do a lot more picking and choosing of your character and your background, even though you're still kind of fixed as to the, the guy sewing up the riffs. Um, but there's a lot more flexibility with that. And you don't even have to, you can create that character and then not control that character. Yeah. You know, you get four, you get three allies that you're running around with the whole time. You can create your character and then just put them on autopilot and play another character. I did find that kind of, kind of interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> As you can, yeah, literally create a character, put them as one of your allies that you're not playing as and play as someone else. So that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to me, um, uh, I mean, there isn't any genres I particularly like. don't like. There are genres that I don't really play. So like uh, some of the fighting games and stuff like wrestling and UFC, I don't really do those sort of things. I'm. It's more for me, like, if you take... A fighting game or racing game i like those things to be in other games so like for example gta you would have fighting set pieces and driving set pieces but then for the most part you're like just in uh, that that game sort of gravitates more towards open world but then you again you do have uh some rpg stuff you have third person action you have narrative stuff in there um so i agree with what you're saying that you do sometimes get um genres that blend together because like 
yeah, it, it's weird because like you know we we both like GTA and stuff. Um, but I don't gravitate towards racing games, but I like the racing stuff in the GTA game. Uh, in that sort of way. Um, I really like platformers. I I can't wait to try. Um, is yeah, they're both called Night Hollow Knight and uh, Shovel Shovel Knight. Um, mm-hmm. I'm interested to try uh, Dead Cells. Um, which apparently is very very good. Uh, Limbo and Inside, I both really liked, but both of those games. In fact, you know, Inside was my game in the year of twenty sixteen. I want to say um, when that came out. Um, of course, Crash Bandicoot, obviously, uh, platformer and, and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, pl- platformers is one of my my favorite, and I'm interested to try some more ones. There's uh, the Abe games are out there. Those are kind of um, those are like puzzle as well as platforming and stuff. There's also like the survival element because you're trying to get your uh, your friends out as well, and you can mess that up. And if you get too many of your friends killed, you'll get a bad ending, just like I did. Um, but like if you save enough of them, you get a good ending. Um, so that's some really cool stuff that's in there. Um, yeah, there's a lot of genres that I do like as well. And if you take um, you know something like. Uh, you know, Uncharted, third-person action, similar to, uh, you know, like Tomb Raider, and you've still got third-person action stuff in GTA, but Uncharted is very different to GTA, um, and then, of course, GTA goes more for the narrative stuff as opposed to the the open-world stuff, because Uncharted obviously isn't open-world anyway. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I, I sort of like. Is, is there any genres that you kind of have tried kind of once and, like, never gone back to? No, not really, because I've pretty much played them all. Now, I fully admit to being terrible at shooters, (laughs) um, but that's more of a a skill set that I lack more than a lack of enjoyment of the game. Uh, Now, having said that, I don't play that many shooters because a lot of them don't interest me at all. It's like I've never done... Well, I can't say never because I don't have the best memory, but I don't think I've ever played any Call of Duties or any Battlefields. Um, I'd be like 90% confident saying that I've never played it. Um, I mean, I've seen people play it. I've watched a few Let's Plays on games like that. But best of my knowledge, I've never played any of those games. Hmm. Never played Team Fortress or Team Fortress 2. Um, did a little bit of Left 4 Dead, but that's one of those things to where you got to play with your friends. And, you yeah. know, I never had a lot of friend, online friends that were into the shooters as well, so they kind of just, you know, never really was part of my circle and part of my uh, sphere of games that I've played. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I played tons of Fallout 3 and tons of Fallout 4, which we talked about on, you know, a long time ago, back when those games launched. Funny fact, I found a game, uh, what you call it, like one of those... Uh, not booklets of games, when you have like a, a case of games and you flip them over, uh, like mm-hmm. a portable carry case thing. I I was sorting out some of my stuff the other day in my room I, because uh, I was looking for the Spider-Man Unlimited game, the, mm-hmm. the the one that I've got on the GameCube, because I heard it's a bit kind of comic-y and it's got Venom in it, and I thought, huh, maybe one day I'll try that, I still have my GameCube so I can still do that. Um, I found one of my old uh, game cases things, one of the, the things that hold loads of games, uh, and there was a Fallout 3 disc in there. <laughs> I thought, okay, that's like, kind of... I, I didn't even know I had it. Um, and yeah, it was the 360 version, so I'm assuming I can just put it in my Xbox and play it. Um, I do. Yeah, I Fallout do, 3 is backwards compatible. Yeah, I do have a, a digital version anyway, because I did get the uh, the disc at the time for uh, 
Fallout 4, so I guess I have two versions of it, so that was kind of random that I found that. Um, but yeah, you, you said you liked Fallout 3 and 4, so... Um, what what was the rest of what you were going to say? Sorry? Oh, I mean, and those are, you know, shooter games more um, than not, but then you have the VAT system, so that takes, you know, enough of the Twitch shooting out of it that, you know, it's mm. playable. Yeah. Uh, the one... The one genre I don't think that gets enough games because sometimes it can be kind of hard to do is the, uh, you know, third-person isometric turn-based. Like I've talked about XCOM and XCOM Two a few times, mm. uh, and I really enjoy those games because, you know, that's more about the strategy than anything else, and that's really the only format that would work on a console. I mean, you've got like uh, real-time strategies and tactical games like civilization but they don't really work on a console because you kind of need that keyboard and mouse to really survey everything to really do precision with troop placement and everything and they try from time to time i mean halo wars and halo wars 2 sold well enough that you know they'll probably make a halo wars 3 at some point i imagine so but uh, you know they don't work the best on consoles versus on a on a PC. Cool. Uh, yeah. So I think we answered those two questions fairly well, uh, and that's all we have for this week on a uh, gaming talk. I was going to quickly mention the uh, Skylanders Crash Bandicoot episode for season three, but it was terrible, and they did this really weird design with Coco. If you look at if you Google Coco in the Crash Bandicoot series and then look at the one in Skylanders. It's a fundamentally different look for that character that doesn't look anything the same. The design for Crash is fine, um, and he speaks in full sentences in Australian language, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, and it, it's just really weird to see Crash being all like talkative and stuff. Uh, but I didn't even finish the episode because I got to the because they inter- they introduce him because they need to do something with the Wampa Islands, which I guess is kind of cool to include that because that's where he he's from. Because uh, one of the, one of the characters gets this weird box that they have to solve, and it's from the Wampa Islands, and they get Crash to come in. Um, and then uh, he comes in. And I watched it up until Coco came in the episode, and then she had like two scenes, and I was like, "Nope, I'm not doing it anymore." So um, yeah, that's a very weird version of of Coco, and she's all like, um, in the game, she uses a laptop for for some stuff, and then when they introduce her in this series, she's got like a Batman belt buckle sort of situation going on where she's got all sorts of different gadgets. And I was like, nope, none of this is none of this is working. So, uh, but hey, I gave it a shot, and it was pretty bad. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with uh, if they got if they get some kind of season four or something. So, um. Any thoughts on on that? Uh, I haven't seen that at all, and it's not really something I think I'm going to see. So right. yeah, yeah, uh, cool. So yeah, that's it for this week's random gaming talk. Of course, next week I'm going to probably be talking about uh, Assassin's Creed and stuff, and uh, we'll see how that goes. So uh, thank you all very much for listening. You can find all the content on entertainmenttalk.org or search for Entertainment Talk on iTunes. Uh, if you'd like to support what we're doing here, patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Uh, that's where you can go and redeem rewards for reviews of your choice. Uh, Amazon affiliate link, that's where you can do your shopping on Amazon. We will get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So that's a great way to support us as well. iTunes, uh, please look at the different feeds we have out there. Rate, review, and subscribe to them if you would like to. Uh, that would be very helpful to us. Uh, word of mouth, please tell your friends, family, neighbours, co-workers, anyone that you might talk to uh, about either the website or the iTunes feeds uh, and they can come and discover the content for themselves as well. 
Um, and speaking of video games, which is what you've been here for all this time, uh, if you'd like to watch me and Robert play different video games, he's got one on Mixer, I've got one on Twitch, I will be streaming some Assassin's Creed and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, you can subscribe to those as well if you'd like to follow along with uh, what we're playing and stuff like that. So thank you all everybody um, for listening and we shall see you next time. Goodbye.